0: Do you do you know when you wash your your pair of uh, pants or jeans mm-hmm. and then you know, it's fresh from the laundry, and then you dig your hand into your pocket and you found like ten dollars? Yeah. He felt pot brought him that experience. Empowerment to me means that people are given the freedom to make a choice and without without being forced into a specific definition of what a woman should be or what success should be for women.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Maxence, and you're listening to Lead Ventures Podcast. I wanted to start this uh, episode uh, with you, Nadia, uh, with a little statistics that shows that 32% of the population can only afford to manage a week's worth um, of expenses uh, if they were to lose their source of income. Um so today we are going to tackle this subject uh, with um, with Nadia the co-founder and CEO of Pod, um an application that seeks to be the Coca-Cola for personal finance, right?
0: Yeah, that is a, yeah, that's correct.
1: <laughs> so hi Nadia, I'm really happy to having you on our Lead Ventures podcast.
0: Thank you Max. Um
1: maybe can you introduce yourself and Pod?
0: Hi, I'm Nadia Ismadi. I'm the co-founder of Pod. Basically, Pod is a microsaving platform to help people save money for their financial goals. Um, they set, come onto the platform, set a target. Maybe they want to um, go on a holiday with their family. And then uh, basically what we will do is help them save via a few ways. Um, and then once they've finished their goal, we actually give them rewards on those, uh, on those goals.
1: So you're passionate about personal finance? Yes, I am. But also fashion and but also blogging, right?
0: Yes, yes, you're absolutely right, yeah. Uh, So basically, I think the reason why Pod started was also because uh, I suck at managing my own money. Yeah, it's a personal problem. (laughs) I'm building it for myself, really. Yeah, then so happens that uh, 75% of the population of young people can't save money, so now they also need the platform.
1: So um, that's why you created Pod, I mean, because it was a personal pain point, I mean.
0: Yeah, so um, basically, this is the irony, okay? This is the honest answer as to why POT started. So I used to work for a fund manager, um, a Japanese fund house called Nomura. We manage funds for institutional clients, so your pension fund, central bank, and all that. Um, I manage people's money, but, okay. <laughs> I, but I cannot even manage my own. Like every single month, I would just always be wondering, like, what happened to all my money? <laughs> I thought I still have some left, right? But apparently, you know, it, it just goes on and on, right? If you don't observe your spending and things like that. And I noticed that there are so many tools out there um, in, in the US, in, in Europe, in fact, as well, that actually help people save according to their lifestyle. Course, In a yeah. way that it doesn't hurt them financially, like you know, they round up expenses where I don't notice that I'm being saved uh, I'm saving money, but money is being saved on my behalf, and I think that's the that's a powerful tool, right? Because if you ask someone point blank, Maxon, give me fifty ringgit to save," then you'd be like, "Oh, oh fifty ringgit's a lot." Yeah. yeah, but then uh, if let's say you save like like fifty cent a day, and then over time you get to fifty ringgit, it doesn't feel like a pinch, right? So mm. that's the basic mentality that we want to introduce via this platform.
1: Um, Sabi, so can you explain? Um. How did you meet uh, Lead Ventures, um, and how did you work with us? Mm. Um,
0: so in the early days, I think we were quite fortunate that we stumbled across uh, Lead Ventures quite early in our journey of building part. So we. I was still working at that time when I when I was introduced Already? to Mike and team. Yeah, um, I was still juggling my day job and my co-founder was also okay. still in her day job. Um, we were just toying with this idea, trying to build something. Uh, we was we weren't sure how to make it a business. We knew that this is a solution we want to provide, but how to monetize it, we didn't know. Um, so when I um, started it, like exploring the idea and start to conceptualize a little bit, we went uh, through the Kazana Neo program, which is a sovereign wealth fund program that funds startups, right? Then that's where we... We, we got connected to Lead Ventures, um, and I think what was really helpful for us, or the pivotal moment for us with uh, our relationship with Lead Ventures, was we get to understand um, what the landscape of, of fintech looks like, and 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 we got introduced to industry experts and and partners that if we were to do it by ourselves, probably we couldn't have gotten into the door. So I think that was the, the moment that um, we felt that, oh, Lead Ventures was, was really, really helpful in that sense. Um, and, and we have access to um pool of, of people that we can brainstorm and, and uh, ideate with. Um, I think that was really useful.
1: Okay, very interesting. Let's talk more precisely about POD. Um, so as you said, it's a social uh, ghost-based savings um, application that helps you to save money towards specific goals uh, and rewards also. Yeah. Um so how many users do you have um, how does it work concretely mm. and how do you earn money
0: Right so uh pot start uh, we roll into the play store and app store last year march okay. um so to date i think on average we're keeping about 60,000 total savings month on month oh. right um and we have uh active users at the moment is north of uh, close to, to 2,000 plus people yeah so we i think um the, when we first started the, the product, we have um, not to say, yeah, pivoted a, a certain assumption, c- pivoted based on certain assumptions. Okay. Um, so, in the beginning, when we introduce, uh, we assume that people don't need to know, people don't need to think about saving. We just take it from their bank account, not to say without them knowing, but without them <laughs> realizing. Yeah. And then we just disclose in our platform and our app, they can track oh, when was money taken from their account. Okay. It works great for people who have fixed income. Ah, yeah. people like you and me right mm. who earns I mean I earn like B40 salary but you know in the sense that it helps where you just link it to your bank you forget about it right but in the rise of gig economy you see a lot of people who don't earn fixed salary and, yeah, and not yeah. just gig economy you see all this like and when we say gig economy people imagine like the riders and all that right but you also should think about people who are artists yeah. who are performers they don't earn fixed salary as and when they have you know projects and they get something and if they don't they yeah, don't it varies
1: through time yeah. and
0: it var- varies every single month and, and some you know they can go weeks on end without salary mm. so I've been so the how do we provide flexible way of saving based on the user's um, income at the moment? So we noticed that collaboration with partners like GoGet, um, it's an on-demand job platform, was really helpful because what we did was just tackle it at the source, like at the source of their income. So when the platform uh, earns, before they send back the money to the uh, riders or the, the part-timers, they uh, basically now can can say, Hey, do you wanna save ten percent, twenty percent of your income? Ah, okay, okay. And they can do it according to their uh, month on month salary. And I think that was very useful for them. So a lot of them are treating us like a mini pension fund. Like they're setting aside like percentage of their income into into savings. Um so those I think moments, right, by which we we learnt about behaviour of of users, we started thinking about, oh, okay, what are the other ways um, that we think could help people save money? We assumed that people need to save a lot at once and forget about saving. But then as we go along, um, the analogy that I always share about my co-founder and her jar of coin, one pound notes, that could get her her mama Prada back. So those kind of inspiration moments, we felt like people can round up coins and shillings that today doesn't really make doesn't really matter to them. If they can find a place where s- it sweeps into a single platform, as you collect it, it means something. Like It becomes a yeah. meaningful sum. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the ways that we're helping people to save money. Either you link it to your bank account or if you are a gig economy uh, player who are, uh, who have um, flexible earning, then you can save as, as you go, right? Depending on your income. And also at the same time, when you buy something, the shilling, the coin, you can just round it up and leave it at the cashier. So we're actually oh, okay. piloting this um, it's it's going to be launching in in March uh, with a supermarket chain in Malaysia. Okay. So when you buy something at at the store, um, then you can just leave your change there and say I want to pot this balance.
1: Okay, you um, you are using gamification. Right. Yeah. Um. To incentive the um, your users. Yeah. Um. So do you have a precise example of game mm. in, in the app?
0: Yeah. Let me ask you, like sense Okay. I, yeah. I'm going to turn this into okay. a question to you. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you have any financial financial goals that you're working towards right now?
1: Uh. Yeah.
0: Okay. What if you don't mind sharing? What is uh, that f-
1: for travel? For over, travel, yeah. right?
0: Okay. Do you know how far along you are?
1: Um. No right Mm. so
0: visibility is the most important in making sure that you achieve your goal because if it's not tangible if it's just somewhere in your mind then you'll forget about it right so the idea of of gamification for us is to just allow users to see visibly where they are at in terms of progress towards their goal are you halfway there are you really really close are you super far away you know so the whole idea is to just put people on track with their progress and we incentivize people uh Along the way as well. So, if you save more, then you get more rewards, that kind of thing. So, we do so that form of gamification at the moment is for individual savers. But okay. we also want to, because People travel, rarely people travel alone. People travel with a bunch of friends, right? So we also want to provide an element where it becomes a social um, platform where people can actually save together with their friends. So it makes sense if you see some of your friends like lacking behind, you just tell them, hey, you know, dude, we're going next week. You know, you're not saving enough. So those are the kind of, I think, nudges and pushes that help people stay on track on their goals, um, especially when they have a a group of people that are achieving the same goal. So we also facilitate group goals um, as well.
1: Okay, okay. And do you have feedbacks of uh, users? I mean, people telling you that you hump over them, uh, uh, changing their way of managing their personal finance?
0: Yeah, so there was one, uh, I still remember, there was this one um, guy, he, he works for uh, one of the gig platform. He always told me uh, that, you know, in the beginning when we onboarded him, he said, oh, you know, I don't have money to save. You know, I, I don't earn fixed salary, I don't have, you know, my expenses always growing. But we tell them, hey, you know, why don't you try this out? And then um, we basically work directly with the platform itself and then um, he recently, um, basically he's saving for his higher Raya expenses. And he told me, he's like, I never do this. Like, I always have to get, uh, go and borrow from family mm-hmm. in terms of when you know want to buy something for higher Raya. But now I'm surprised at the fact that even though I assume at my income level, I can't set aside money for savings. But if I put it out right away, then technically your uh, your spending sort of shrink, right? Based on whatever amount you have disposable to you. Yeah. So he find that very useful. And then w- another user, um, because he linked it to bank account right away. Um, okay. So he felt like, do you do you know when you wash your, your pair of uh, pants or jeans mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's fresh from the laundry and then you dig your hand into your pocket and you found like $10, yeah, yeah. right? That's the best feeling ever, yeah, regardless of feeling. how rich you are, right? You, you always <laughs> get excited about that. So he felt pot brought him that experience. Like, whenever he opened the app, it's always a new balance. Yeah. It's always increasing. Mm. And for him, it's like, whoa, this is interesting. He doesn't even have to lift a finger. Just link it to bank account, He's forget about it, right? And then when we send notifications, say, hey, you're 50% towards your goal. It's like, really? I'm 50% towards my goal? So those are the kind of experience, I think, that, that get us excited as well when working on the platform. Sure. Yeah, when we hear about this experience that people have.
1: Yeah, you can be really proud. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, Empowerment is something really important for you. Yeah, for sure. And especially women empowerment. Yeah, uh, I saw a couple of things on, on women empowerment on your um, on your blog. Yeah. In particular, wow, you
0: really stalked me hard. <laughs>
1: uh, in particular, you're the founder of uh, Inspiring Orchid Group. Yeah. Um, can you explain to us what it is concretely and what do you do with this uh, movement?
0: Right. I think different organizations tackle empowerment issue at different levels at different phases so some people may look at a more macro level of you know at the government level at corporate level how do we encourage more female participation at work and um, contributing to the economy right so i think inspiring orchid um, started also because of my privilege experience so POT started because of my, you know, bad experience with savings. and But but orchid started because I had a great experience with regards to my personal growth. So when I was younger, um, I joined uh, quite a fair bit of development program okay. um, that basically shaped me to become the person I am today. And I'm really, really grateful for that experience. And I realized not everyone has access to that experience. Mm-hmm. So one of it uh, notably was um, I was part of this leadership program by AXIATA so we we do see you know they gather um, top guns people from uh, the country to participate in a in a boot camp of some sort okay uh, where they develop you and and the theme of the program is actually developing young CEOs okay. The skills that they they present to you and the skills that they educate and train you on is basically what are the skills necessary to become a CEO So I felt like this personal development uh, program it's important for everyone like everyone should have access to this but sure. because of course and all that it is very costly for them to you know open it for everyone so they have to only do it for certain people so i felt like how do i break this up whatever the learnings that i've gotten from the program and various others as well how do i break it up and make it more accessible for young female audience so i was very fortunate that the moment i graduated because of all this intense development that was pouring onto me i yeah. i finding a job wasn't difficult for me and then you know building a, a career wasn't difficult for me but not everyone has access to that so i felt that uh, more females should be given the opportunities to enhance their skill set to make them successful in their own rights right whatever that may be it could it doesn't need to just be in corporate it could be you know they want to become their own um, Photographer, whatever they want, whatever their their ambitions are, I think they need this a certain skill sets. That if we can provide it, then it will be very useful and helpful for them. So Orchid started because of that. I want to help young women to em- enhance their skill sets to be able to for them to achieve their their respective goals. You know, um. So and provide them the accessibility of that. And um, from our previous programs that we've done is basically we go to universities and and select a certain theme. So maybe uh, this month, we want to actually educate people on how to go through interviews, work interviews, what what are the do's and don'ts, you know, those kind of trainings. And then for another, uh, maybe we'll go and and, and teach them about even basic things like um, having confidence to speak out your mind, having confidence to ask questions. A lot of people are very timid and shy. So by the end, I think what was useful was by the end of the program, we do see changes in this group of people. And the best part is actually we bring in, um, so there are two parts to the workshops that we do. So number one is just more like a classroom setting um, where we we tell them, okay, these are the, the content we want to deliver, right? So okay. then they will, okay, you know, uh, we give some examples and then uh, they will have to practice it out. The, the practice part is actually powered by um, a, a challenge. So we tell them, okay, there's this NGO that is facing challenge with, say, funds. So how do you go about it, right? Then you have to pitch it, to present in groups. Everybody must talk. And then the person who's listening, the people who are listening to the presentation are actually potential employers. So we yeah. invite people from corporates, we invite people from uh, the respective uh, NGOs and all that to sit down and listen to them and then you know provide them the opportunity to interact with potential employers and see what are they looking for.
1: I saw another thing on your blog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really interesting. You wrote a, a title, How We're Just Being Fragile, in which you explained that according to you, women should focus on building their capabilities um, while trying to push for equality. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing personally to better yourself?
0: Yeah. So, um, I think step one for me, and I always have to remind myself every single time that I, I should never walk into a room expecting to be discriminated against. You know, so you never have a victim mentality in your mind, right? So, when you walk in, always think the play, the playing field is level, is even. Okay. Um so and and things may or may not go your way, right, so if it doesn't go your way, and that's where we tend to assume that we're discriminated against because we're female peop- we're female, right, so without even looking at the maybe there are certain things that we're actually lacking um, so I always um look back and think, okay, if things doesn't go my way or if I don't get the results I want what is the contributing factor and tackle it like, and, and be objective about it. Um, so the things that I'm doing right now for my own personal self, especially when we are, you know, in, in a man's world, because I'm a founder of a tech company, you know, even the industry itself, you hardly see any fintech female founder. Um, and and even in the fundraising space, you hardly see any, um, you know, VCs that are female in this region. So yeah. it is a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it shouldn't be a... a Preconceived notion that you have in your head, where oh, because there's not a lot of female, I may get, I may be biased against and things like that. So I, I never really feel that um, if things doesn't go my way, the first thing in my mind is oh, because I'm female. I always look at it objectively, and okay. and you have to do, con- you have to consciously do it. Sometimes you, it's so easy to blame others when things doesn't work out, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that's uh, those are the things that I'm I'm doing at the moment. In better, betterment towards um my my skills and all that. I think that's a given. I I learn it on the job, right? So basically, as a uh, founder you you have so many things you need to manage your team you need to manage communication with investors stakeholders and etc so i i'm still learning i'm not perfect so i think day to day i treat it like a like a learning experience
1: okay very interesting and uh, what is your personal definition of women empower- empowerment
0: yeah so i do think that um empowerment to me means that people are given the freedom to make a choice and without without being Forced into a specific definition of what a woman should be or what success should be for women. So to me, I think if I chose to work on a startup and be a founder, even though I'm female, I should be able to do that. Because I mean, um, a lot of times, even uh, culturally, it is a bit challenging to even fight for for this route because people always assume that oh, you know, as a female, there's a certain um checkpoints that you need to hit you know if you're a certain age then you need to do this after you're a certain age you need to do this and um, sometimes I notice that the biggest enemy for female are actually other female surprisingly you know it happens because um, maybe my definition of success right now is to be a founder I may tend to look at say people who have different definition of success if they want to be a homemaker i shouldn't say that they are less successful than me because my their definition of success is different and vice versa so i do think that female, female themselves in the community should start supporting each other's choices as well
1: who is inspiring you personally uh, as a woman or as an entrepreneur
0: right um i do have different inspiration sources for different things uh-huh. Um, so one uh, person that actually helped uh, shape my my thinking and and uh, the the way I view certain things is actually my my ex-boss from uh, from Okay uh, so she's a she's a personal mentor of mine. Um, she's someone who I would think is a startup founder stuck in a corporate shell. She's someone who is super agile, you know, super progressive. Um, and she is never afraid to this date at her level as the first female MD of a Japanese conglomerate. She's never afraid to say, I don't know. Okay, and and to me that's powerful. Like you know, if, if you are at that level, yeah, for you to even you know bring yourself down to say, hey Nadian, I, I I don't know this. Why don't you you know explain it to me or share this with me? Then I feel like it's it's really powerful because she's always learning, and I think that's the mentality I want to have as as an entrepreneur. I want to always be learning, and and um, there's a famous saying within the startup community: "Fail fast, right? Fail often, fail fast." And yeah. I think. That is very very true to to her to her life and obviously the another influence is um my my parents because they each are very different people my dad and my mom are completely different people okay so um my mom is a homemaker now she used to be a teacher uh, my dad is uh, is a surgeon so he is the single most hardworking person I've ever met in my entire life. I think it's a job requires him to do right. Yeah, like yeah. if if there's a phone call of someone facing an accident at three am, he'll wake he it up. Go, he will yeah. have yeah. wake up and go right, and then then come home, and then another one at six am, he still yeah. have to go. So, so to me, that determination and that spirit of of serving and, and doing and building something, I think that was very inspiring to me. Um, and and my mom, I think she she keeps me grounded. Like she's someone who who always remind me that. You know regardless of whatever vision of success that you want to chase, you always have to remember uh, and be humble with your achievements because you know sometimes you you tend to be very i wouldn't say cocky but you tend to lose yourself and think that you know I'm the best person there is so and then she she will always tell me that hey you know you've got to think that maybe you should focus more time on on building yourself and maybe correcting this aspects you know whereby there is not has not met the standard for example yeah
1: okay okay um and last question, uh, d- do you have um, any book recommendation, book accommodation mm. um, or question. video or what mm. um, that allowed you to better yourself?
0: Ah, this is a very good question. I have so many though. Um, I mean, so I recently just finished uh, two biographies from um, uh, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos. I think those are a really good read to, to broaden your mind where as a startup founder, sometimes uh-huh. you are... In the beginning, in the uh, there's a there's a progress chart, right? In the beginning, you always think that yes, I can conquer the world, everything is possible, (laughs) you know. And then slowly, as you face difficulties and challenges, you think, oh, you know, this can't do, this can't be done, this, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Then you you limit yourself. Then things become a bit more smaller for you. Mm -hmm. So I think those books about uh, these people who built great businesses, I think, um, could inspire you, you know, to to do. To think bigger and and to be bolder in making decisions, um, but product specific, um, I like this book by uh, Nir Eyal. So he talks about it's called suddenly I can't remember what's it called, but I remember the book is yellow. Okay, I think it's called Traction. Yeah, but uh, but to me, I think that's a really good book about about building uh, your first startup. It helps you you know, to, to put into perspective when you're building product. Who are you building it for? So those are the, the kind of books I would recommend. I have more, but suddenly I just can't think of any. But those are the books that I've recently felt that really impacted um, my my thinking process as well.
1: Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Um, so we can follow you on... Pod application.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you can find Pod Savings for um, for Android uh, and, and iOS, we are in in test flight. Um, so the link is on our website www.usepod.com uh, um, and because you speak highly about my blog, um, I also write a, a piece of my opinion and my startup journey and I hope it can inspire people to to come into the startup space or to you know give reality checks for some of them who think that startup space is glamorous. It's really not. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Nadiaismadi.com. Really good blog. <laughs> oh, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> thank you, Nadia. All right, thanks. Thank you for listening to this podcast until the end. If you're interested in women employment, we are leading an event called The Female Founder Problem on March 26th. So link to register in the description and see you next week.